What's up, everyone? My name is Wes, and you're listening to the Ear Coffee Podcast. Back in late 2020, I talked with Yvonne and Zeke, the two core members of Juniper Douglas, an art collective that first came together in the Twin Cities. The duo spent much of the pandemic's first year creating songs live on Instagram in collaboration with their audience. Soon after, they launched Juniper Douglas TV, a place to showcase their own music videos and films alongside other artists in the community. We had a wide-ranging discussion about all their different creative ventures, their overall artistic vision, and the importance of art in general. Without further ado, here's my interview with Yvonne and Zeke of Juniper Douglas on the Air Coffee Podcast. How are you two doing? Uh, what's what are, what are the vibes tonight? The vibes are good. I'm tired. I worked a long, hard day today. How about you, Zeke? I'm also tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm working forever. <laughs> All right. That's just always the vibes over here. Yeah, I, I think exhaustion is kind of just running through us at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um. Before we get too into things, because we're going to kind of jump right into the history of the band, because y'all have been going for a hot second, uh, just introduce yourselves. Talk a little bit about kind of how you view your role in the ever-shifting sands of Juniper Douglas, because um, you, you oh both kind of do like everything. So I'm very interested to hear how you kind of contextualize your roles in the project and maybe even how those have changed. Oh, my God. Okay, well, my name is Yvonne. And I am the director, lover, best friend, producer, dreamer, and performer sometimes, and tour manager, and <laughs> and everything. I mean, but, but like that's how DIY. That's how works. DIY works. Just doing everything yourself. And I just do the music and try to help, like, your ideas, like... Oh, that's sweet. That's so sweet. Cool. Um, so I first came across the music of Juniper Douglas and kind of, like, your performances and everything that y'all were running with at the time, right around the, kind of the... Not, I don't want to say the end of the era to introspection era, but it was, like, right before you dropped that record in... Was that... That was 2018. Wow. Um... I guess just kind of summarize as briefly as you want because um, it's not really the focus of the conversation today because we kind of missed that train even though it should have happened. <laughs> um, just give a brief summary of kind of that era of the Juniper Douglas project because the, the live performance and like the collaborations were a lot more widespread and intensive and instead of being as kind of, I guess now they're more centered around you two and that's always been the case, but... I don't want to get ahead of myself. So just summarize kind of the air to introspection era, how you got into that, and I guess briefly talk about the album. For, I don't even, what is it? So air to introspection was this big idea of collaboration. Um, That was our debut record, and our second live show that we have made. And when I say live show, I mean play. (laughs) Yeah. Because I write plays. (laughs) And then Zeke writes albums, and we do them at the same time. Um, 
So Arrogant Introspection was a play about a band because we were really attempting to focus on how to do plays in music spaces um, and how to do them efficiently and effectively. And it seemed like the easiest way for us to do kind of our own study of that was to make a play about a band and see how we could take that um, places. And like leading up to it, we try a lot of different weird performances to figure out if that was even possible. Yeah, and uh, and so that was aired introspection, and with the music came a lot of work from all sorts of artists um, in the Minneapolis scene, um, and was just a really good learning experience for us. Yeah, it was definitely kind of a mind-bending introduction, I think, at least for me, um, and probably mm-hmm. for a lot of people that kind of saw y'all on like. Seventh Street shows or like Moon Palace, I think were the two of the times we mm-hmm. caught caught that era. Um, mm-hmm. But then, pretty immediately, um, it feels like even though it really was like almost like a year, uh, there's the three two two one, like the more like electronic two person show, and uh, mm-hmm. I saw that at the final Row House 1.0 show. Pour out, pour one out for Row House. Um, that was such a dramatic shift just from having listened to the record and seen like the previous era. Where did that kind of really drastic shift towards like a totally different narrative and like I mean, it was a completely different play, of course, um, and script. But talk a little bit how you handled that shift and where that inspiration really kind of came question. from. These are really good questions. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity <laughs> to be able to talk about this. This is so um, like. It's good to talk about the process. I appreciate it. Um, so we were supposed to tour Arid Introspection for another month, but we were burnt out completely. And so we said, no more. This is the end. And we ended it, and then I sat at a coffee shop, and I was like, we have to go on tour because all of these shows are booked, and I have to... <laughs> We have to do something, um, and I gave myself, and I think you did too, we were going through a lot of emotions, because we just lived on a school bus for six months <laughs> with a bunch of people and did a huge DIY tour, um, and we were going to like reconnect right away in the fall with all of those people who had helped us book the shows before and all the people who had came to see the shows. So mm-hmm. we were emotionally exhausted and very tired, and us deciding that we're not going to take that show on tour again was, you know, I mean, a lot for us to decide, I think, and I think that we were so exhausted. It was like a big decision to have to say that we needed to not do that show anymore. That's really we weird, though, because we, like, workshop it on tour. Yeah. But then, so 3221 was born because I wrote a script, you know, just like, we're going to see what happens, we're going to make this happen, and it wasn't completed by our first show, or you, the one you saw I think, wasn't even the whole thing. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that this was like a workshop, and I had forgotten that like you'd made that pretty apparent before, like, 
I guess, segueing right into the performance. You're like, this is still something we're developing and we're going to take it on tour after this. Bear with us. And then kind of, yeah, just did the show or part of it, I suppose. We just didn't have it. We just didn't have any of it. And so we got the last piece and the ending ended up just being actually horrible. Like it was just, it ended up being bad. (laughs) Um, And that's fine. You know, I think that it was really cool still to, be able to create something so quickly and to have the freedom to be able to tour it and show it to people and like still have people dig the vibes. I think to go back to your original question about sort of what that shift was and your focus on talking about how the music was so different and the performance was so different, um, I think that's just how it's going to be. I think that's how this is going to roll. I think that in our lives we change and we've always been into multi-genre as well mm-hmm. musically well i mean that's abundantly apparent from even just anyone that listens to error or introspection that's got like that's like a cocktail like blizzard of <laughs> genres and sounds <laughs> yeah yeah and so i think that as we progress we're going to be able to have more focused shows and also more focused albums but i think that I mean, who? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pave a path for myself. I can do whatever I want to do, whenever I want to do it. <laughs> um, but I, I, maybe, maybe that's how it'll be. It'll probably be very. Each show, I hope. I hope to tell like diverse stories. Like I hope to tell a wide range of stories, and I hope to hear all sorts of sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, but like the, I think just the time between air introspection and that show was so big. It was so small. The music part, because oh, the music, right. the music writing part was like a year and a half apart from writing it, actually. From writing the show, or like the or the, the album. album, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So like, big change. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Following that, there was like the tour of 3221, where it was like workshop. There was the goodbye show in December for the Toms, kind of like the send off of that era. Um, but then y'all have been moving around a ton since then. I think it was first to like uh, South Carolina, and you've moved around even more since then. W- where are you even um, at right we're now? We're actually we're in North Carolina right now. And okay. That's the only place we've been. Okay. We just been in North Carolina. Yeah, we've been chilling here. Weird. Okay, I don't yeah. know where I got. I think you mentioned like Denver and like Philadelphia somewhere else. We but were, were in like... Denver recently. We were in Denver. <laughs> and we were also in Philadelphia recently. And... I'm not like Google stalking your like your GPS or something. I swear this is all like public I information. <laughs> no, no, yeah, we do it for fun. We, we make people. Yeah, we like, we like, that's what we do on our Instagram. We play this really fun game called How Close Are You? And it's just, we love to show people our exact location and ask them um, how close they are to us because we know so many people from the entire East Coast. The Eastern part. Huh, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, that's kind of why we're here too, is because we know so many people from the East Coast. Yeah. And mm-hmm. North Carolina is a very centralized. Yeah, if you were to take a drive from Baltimore to Louisville to Asheville to D.C. to Philly to New York to Atlanta, 
to New Orleans to Texas. Where like like North Carolina is exactly in the middle. Like six hours all directions. Wow. So all the cities are like the same distance from Minneapolis to Chicago. Yeah. But like instead of just Chicago, you have all those cities. It's like, yeah. like what, what else do we have? Like, uh, like Des Moines? No, no, one's yeah. going to, no, no harm to Des Moines. We, but still. <laughs> um, but like, it's, yeah, like there's like no big cities. It's like Minneapolis is very much an island. Yeah. It's, yeah. Which is fine. It's just yeah. like geographically an island. And it's, it's an island in its own state for a myriad of reasons which are yeah. not relevant to this discussion yeah. Yeah. but um uh the last thing i wanted to ask about before we kind of jump into the website which is the big endeavor that months ago zeke and i first talked about like interv- doing an interview over uh is the clothing brand uh like the clothing oh. line that mm-hmm. that felt i saw that and i was like whoa that's out of nowhere that's really cool but then like I don't know. I haven't seen as much from it. Is that still something that like you're working on? Is it, like I guess talk a little bit about why you even wanted to partner and launch a clothing line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, as... So we're starting. We're yeah. We we Juni Juni's the brand. Juni's the fabric. Juni's the everything. And we're gonna have clothes. Um. Most importantly, we're gonna start with creating regular merchandise for our live streams that we do, which is all tied into the website, and we can mm-hmm. um, touch on that, and that will all be falling under the Juni brand. Um, but also, Juni is a platform for us to be able to represent all of our characters' costuming, um, and also okay. private collections as well. So that is something that we have started. We're working with Wilden 3, Minneapolis local, who's now studying in Parsons College of New York. Um, and so, with the pandemic and everything, things are taking time. And yeah, cause like we, I kind of started before the pandemic and yeah. then back to reading. Yeah, and all that jazz. It's getting, it's slowing down, but nonetheless, it'll be able to host um, all of our sellable merch that we're doing for the next things that we're going to be talking about. Um, and then also, a really cool place to like showcase our costumes because we're gonna have really cool costumes for the next show yeah that specifically I don't know maybe it's just because I grew up as a theater kid but the idea of like even just having access to costuming for something that's a I I like that that's really cool Mm, Um, I'm excited I hope I hope it works out I hope it's not just a night it's not just a night it's not just gonna happen it is happening right now we're doing it it's a work in progress it's a long journey to any of these things Um, yeah have like cut and sew clothes is kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, in April, the Juniper Douglas website launched, um, and it's massive. I, it would take hours and hours for us to break down every single piece of like media, whether it's photography, video, like the demos for pretty much everything you have created, like Juniper Douglas or like you two have created, all these things. Um, why why do that that's a very big question i know but like i know like a lot of times people have really intensely organized like files and like their own work but they don't like put that anywhere they maybe drop it on a Bandcamp day or something but this is like a fully fleshed out website that is like organized by era and it's just constantly growing and changing 
where did that idea really first take root um, and what led you to make it a reality instead of just kind of like a, oh, maybe one day we'll have this immense website to archive all our, all our creatives, uh, creative stuff? I think it came from the idea of just like connecting deeper with our audience. Like, like what was that? What was that band that like said that thing that one time? They like, it was, so, it was so sweet. But they were like, I don't know any other group or whatever band that connects as much with their audience as Jennifer Douglas. Oh, I don't remember that. That's me. And I think it just like oh yeah, so it, it like it like kind of I think it really plays into that because we really like just like connecting with people mm-hmm. versus having fans, which I don't like calling fans fans. Yeah, it's not like, like fans. That's a weird thing to think about. Like observers, or you know, yeah, they're like they're just like people that they just witness, they just witness it. there, and like the the deeper they can get involved with who mm-hmm. it is, and like. Longer than we're we're kind of just an open book at this point. Yeah, I think we started out like not an open book at all, mm-hmm. and it's been like a long process mm-hmm. of learning to accept just the internet. <laughs> yeah, I, I am curious though. Beyond just launching it and putting it all out there at once, um, a lot of the stuff dates back all the way to even like 2015, 2016, like really early stuff. Um, is the reason why, like, was this stuff saved, kind of, and then you decided to put it online as a part of the website? Because, like, there's, like, documentaries about, like, the making of Arid Introspection and, like, little fun, like, <laughs> I guess, like, tour documentary and stuff like that. Were you just, like, kind of sitting on that for almost, like, a rainy day until you kind no. of conceptualized the idea of the website and kind like, of found an outlet just, for it? It's just like we, how we create. We make so much. We don't stop. Yeah. We have so much things. We have for this new record that we're making. It's like four hours of stuff. There's four hours of music. Is and that, it's just because it's not four, like, it's, it's not going to be four hours of the record. Mm-hmm. But like, it's probably been, it's, all, it's only about 30 minutes. It's gonna be a thirty-minute record, maybe yeah. twenty-five. Like maybe even twenty-five, and we have four hours of music. We just, I mean, documentation and your ideas is so. Like the stuff that's on the site is not even half of what not exists. A, yeah, it's just it's just the closest we could kind of start organizing it. Yeah, yeah. without like even somehow like being more overwhelming. Like, hey, here's like. 50 hours of demos and right. stuff that we aren't even finished with yet. Go to town. That, right, right. That and this website is really like the first stage of it. Zeke has been working all day restructuring it. And it's it's in process. But like it, it, you got to imagine that we were just sitting there and then all of a sudden we like, bleh, we like puked really hard <laughs> and then like the website happened. Like we weren't thinking about it, it just like exploded into existence. Wow. Yeah, no, it, it was just like, I love web design now. It was like, I'm gonna make a website and like it's been three months yeah. <laughs> like shoving everything together. But now we're we're doing like a redesign of it and it might be more manageable. Mm-hmm. It will it does yeah. starting look a lot better. I think even since like last week it's changed. Like I think when I was like first like prepping for this La- like a week or so ago 
and when I was like going over stuff today, I think it was already different. Is, is that have you already yeah. changed in the last like week or two? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not hallucinating. We're good. <laughs> yeah, I know you Um. Yeah, yeah. Probably by the time this it like like that whole is it was the website you were looking at was it like white? Is that like more the? I think it was still. It might have been a little bit brighter, but I think it was still kind of like the kind of like darker palette where like they had like the yeah. black backdrop. Probably, probably by the time like this like podcast whatever comes out, we'll be do, like we're doing like a whole revamp to do like Juniper Douglas like TV. Oh, Juniper Douglas like TV. Juniper Douglas TV. It's called Juniper Douglas TV. Yeah, not Juniper Douglas like TV. <laughs> <laughs> is that like a new thing, or is that like just a new way of kind of? presenting like the videos you've been making oh, for like the quarantine it's songs new. it's totally new it's new it's well oh so it's the it's the quarantine songs i think it's so funny that you call it quarantine songs because like the stuff <laughs> we started doing it before quarantine it's so like, funny i guess like the it, it made with out. you like the made with yeah, you album yeah. all those songs yeah definitely, definitely yeah <laughs> i think it's so funny because it actually ended up working really well that we were doing live streams <laughs> since the pandemic hit um but what are what am I? What's the question? Juniper Douglas. Yeah, just, just talk about that. What is that? What should people yeah, look so, out for for that? Yeah, yeah. So we're doing our made with yous, but instead of on Instagram, we're now doing them on Twitch and YouTube. Ooh. And um, we are making videos and we're making songs in an hour based off of the viewers' votes. Um, but we were figuring out how to change locations because we've done so many of them and like being in the house is kind of limited and we've like thought to make it, you know, more interesting, more interactive. And then, you know, this is another Juniper Douglas TV is another thing that we just vomited, right? You gotta remember. Zeke was like, all right, live streams. And then Zeke started working really, really hard on live streams and figured out a way to like change camera perspectives, how to put in like commercials that we make if we wanted to, how to put in titles, timers, all this crazy stuff. And this town that we're in right now, it's called Winston-Salem, North Carolina. There's a lot of film students around here. There's an art school nearby. Um, and we figured that it would only be within our nature to start stream TV, Juniper Douglas TV, and start premiering and hosting other people's work as okay. well as our past videos, all while doing these episodes of Made With You live streams. Okay. So instead of them being like 30 minutes on Instagram, they're now going to be like two hours on Twitch and YouTube, and it's going to be like, and it is, we, we've been doing it. We did one for the first time last time, and it's like a whole event. It's like TV. Yeah. It looks it's, and then we're gonna start like featuring like like people like make, it's making like Adult Swim content like and it's, For, it's like, like animations like quirky yeah it's like animations and like short films and uh -huh. all creative things and maybe we'll host some people's music videos too yeah like, why not yeah yeah this literally you just know, sounds like like the Juniper Douglas version of Adult Swim of like that whole yeah I think. Yeah. It's like it's like VH1 MTV Adult. Swim. It's just it's Juniper Douglas TV. That's what it is. It's TV <laughs> of Juniper Douglas. I, I think it's like a, a lot easier to way to organize the content. Yeah. Lots of content we have, and then also be able to help other people. 
not even help other people, just be with other just people. Just be with other people like do art. Yeah, be with people. Just yeah. like everybody is together. Together, and we're just here. We got the platform. We got this complex streaming service because he's a sorcerer. What are you, wizard, sorcerer? <laughs> I'm a magician. <laughs> you have whatever the know. heck where you just go poop poop a and bomb at a website. And to yeah. Figure out TV broadcasting. <laughs> Uh, so is this kind of like just like the natural next step for what you have envisioned for everything? It sounds like it is even just switching from like Instagram to YouTube and Twitch, just like the the ability to just have better visuals and that alone is going to be momentous. But like, mm-hmm. is that kind of just like the natural way you're seeing Junior Douglas head head in as you're working on like scripts and I guess more like full length stuff because I've yeah, seen hints yeah. and like little acorns of information about that about and I'll ask about that in a little bit but this is kind of seems like the primary focus at least outwardly is now shifting to like these live stream video music based right. like creation fests I don't really I don't really know how to well, quantize them yeah so this is kind of a little bit of a rabbit hole and we can have a fun conversation about this don't okay. Don't be like too nervous about this just being me answering this, but there's this huge issue right now where it's a pandemic. The government is on, has always been on fire, and there's whatever we all know. <laughs> Artists can't do Jack Squiggly Squat right now, and we haven't been able to for a while because of capitalism and whatever, and not being able to make money. Um, and Instagram and Facebook are, if you haven't watched The Social Dilemma yet, it's the, the movie part of The Social Dilemma is really bad. The documentary part of The Social Dilemma is necessary information. The movie part is bad. I'm just, I had some <laughs> kids say to me, some kids said to me, they were like, as much as I like really care about your artistic opinion and um, who you are as an artist, I was sorely disappointed by the social dilemma. And I said, I'm not offended. I didn't make the movie. I don't care. <laughs> um, so, anyway. That's good information. Yeah. Uh, it's good information. Basically, Instagram and Facebook, we all know about the algorithm. We all know about, like, posting on the internet and reoccurring content and whatever, whatever, whatever. But basically, this giant AI bot is running these programs and these apps and like updating them every single day to succeed at capitalism. And how it does that is it programs the app to claim your attention as much as possible so that you will click on ads, so that they can throw as many ads in front of you as possible giving you a higher probability of clicking mm-hmm. the ads. So, yeah. so that's an issue, yeah. right? That's, that's, a, that's a huge moral issue. I think it's a moral issue for artists because then it's kind of like also why the website starts because then like artists are going to be more and more pigeon-held into just running their art like a capitalistic mm-hmm. business on yeah. the internet where they're like, get your email and they're gonna try to sell you something and then yeah. they're gonna be friends with you and then And not only that but also an abundant amount of artists are using this platform um and they're not even making any money off of it because they're like because basically the app 
like uses its users to create the filler content in between, and they organize it in mm -hmm. a way that is predictable to your attention. Yeah. Does this make sense? Are you following me? Yes. Yeah. Am I making sense? Okay, okay. And so basically a lot of artists are presenting work that is making Amazon a ton of money in this really weird, crazy, messed up, stupid way. So Juniper Douglas dot com and Juniper Douglas TV is a way to like bring people out of that stupid yeah. get it out get it out into our own domain into a really mm -hmm. neutral space where they're not being they're not having their like attention harvested yeah. essentially um, and and it's a pandemic so yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just like we're, I think it's really hard to find yeah art yeah mm -hmm. in general. So there's no like there's no like MTV. There's no like yeah radio anymore. Everything's through weird. streaming and yeah. it's all streamlined and it's all through social digital whatever and the internet is digital and Juniperdouglas.com is still digital. What did you say? This is a crazy rabbit hole. But the point the point is that this is why we did it and it's how we got there and it's our primary it's our like day job right mm -hmm. that's like and then at night we're like working on our record in our show yeah that's kind of like the whole okay. that's how it goes yeah I, I that 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 whole thing had i have a few thoughts Yes, the, the first talking about like the facebook fit uh I, the irony of us using facebook to do this interview is yeah. unfortunately not lost um yeah it's good Zoom calls kind of suck because we don't pay for the premium, but I just think that's funny. Right. Uh, we we I was getting Taco Bell with my roommate the other day, and straight up we got like a YouTube ad for Taco Bell while we were in the drive-through. Yeah, and yeah. it was like, did it hear us talking about Taco Bell? Like, did our phones like listen to that? Did like it know like from the GPS you Googled, tracking? You Googled somebody probably Googled Taco Bell. It, exactly, but like usually you don't see it like have that much or like that instant yeah. of like a no. show up like you you're thinking about Taco Bell and then like you get Taco Bell ads on Facebook. Like that's what we're like, approaching. So what, what, what it's, just like, it's, it's just like progressive. The thing is, it's getting smarter. really good at predicting what you're going to do. Yeah. So, yeah. so, um, well, it's so, exponentially getting smarter and smarter. Yeah. Right? Cause mm -hmm. it's an AI. It's, yeah. it's, the keyword is mm -hmm. exponential. Like, yeah. Exponential. Every day it's just like two X. Better. Because it's an AI robot that is like progressing at collecting your data, and what they do is they take your data and they like shove it in a neutral source, and then they throw all this content at all of your data. Mm -hmm. They like make an AI bot out of your data, and they run that really fast, and it predicts what you're going to click on and what's yeah. going to keep you on your phone mm -hmm. and what's going to keep you there. So considering that you were at Taco Bell, most likely, even if you guys didn't Google it or you didn't anything, or say you just drove there, it is good enough at predicting yeah. what you want, when you want it, where mm -hmm. you're going to be, and what you're going to do that it's going to throw a Taco Bell yeah. thing in your fucking face. And that is invasion of privacy. Yeah. It's a huge moral issue. Well, it's, well, it's, just, it's just like, it's just like a, a, an AI bot is learning... It like knows human behavior better yeah. than like you. It's like it's like a it's like a artificial intelligence, and it's like training us like a dog, like yeah. we train. A dog. 
it's a, it's like a Pavlovian thing, or like even like the like the pleasure rat, where like they mm-hmm. have like the rat has like the button to like press like the button and it'll like get food, or like even there might have even been like an instance or a study where like it just like shocks right. the rat's like the pleasure center of its brain, and it just hits yeah. hits the button like infinitely until it's like yeah. either like dies or is near death, yeah. and that's kind of like yeah. what, what's happening. It is. With, yeah. but but with you know phones. That, it's like tr- it's like you know that Twitter, us. It's crazy. you know that Twitter sound yeah where you like refresh and get, oh yeah. my god it's the best noise ever it's so awesome <laughs> <laughs> um i also think it's cool that pretty much everything like the hours and hours of music specifically that is available through the Judah Patricolis music it's linked through bandcamp and but I I don't know is it publicly like if you if I were to just go to the Juniper Tagalog's Bandcamp like through Bandcamp itself and not through the website would I still be able to find like all like these demos for the thirty two twenty one no. all this I didn't I don't think so but no you can't, no. Yeah, you okay. can't really search okay. Juniper Tagalog's but that, if, if you, you have, have if you have the Bandcamp link from the website you can then like yeah. use it yes uh I just think it's but, you can't find it like it's like, like if, yeah you have to go through the website i think yeah. and there was there i got lost in the rabbit hole and i wanted to clarify that <laughs> um but i think it's interesting that you guys are using that or you're using that it's like a necessity where like during like this time of like Bandcamp friday is such a big deal for so many bands and musicians and like people are dropping new like demos and merch and everything as much as they can on fridays on like these, this one day a month, just because they're allowed to make a little bit of extra money then, and there's like that extra incentive for people. And you compare that to like, at least for sure, Spotify's like money distribution. It's just like the pool, where most of your streams, like even if you're listening to someone who has like sub one thousand listens, that money is gonna go towards like the superstars because like it's just like a percentage of all the money that Spotify makes. Yep. is like that's how it's broken down so like you can be listening to like the most like underground like industrial noise metal band that has their music on streaming and your money is still probably going to go to like people that are cho- like topping the billboard hot 100 and everything and i think that you guys are providing really interesting like contrasts with that even mm-hmm. from Bandcamp friday like this kind of day where everyone engages in i think necessary and like shameless self-promotion because they yeah. know how necessary that extra money could be or how much it could help yeah. with them funding their art. I don't know about you, but I think that even thinking about streams, worrying about streams, I get like I don't think that I haven't even consciously paid attention to streams. Have you? No. We're just trying to make some money. Like, we just want people to buy our shirts. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, because it's like, I don't, we're not, no one, none of us are going to make any money off of streams. And the way that I look at it, for me, as a musician, or as, like, a person that posts part of my work on musician platforms, do I just call myself a musician? What should I call it? Because I'm not a musician. I'm, like, right place. But I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like, a little weasel. I'm, like, in the <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but that like there's this other thing about the whole Facebook, Instagram, whatever about social currency that I've been enjoying talking about lately because I think that these streamlined things 
our social worlds, our professional worlds artistically, be that through Netflix, Spotify, Tidal, whatever, SoundCloud, whatever, the amount of like streams you get or the amount of likes you get on a post or whatever, the amount of views you get on YouTube, it totally messes with your self-esteem. And mm -hmm. I just don't care. You know, and yeah. I, it's not gonna make me it's not gonna make me any money. So as a person that has to survive in a capitalist world, someone who is like generally social and communal and doesn't care, I gotta sell a t-shirt because I should yeah. sell a t-shirt to a community that values it or I can like spend all my time on Spotify playlists and mm -hmm. like beg that I hit a hundred thousand and like don't make any cash off of it yeah. the fact that I got that many streams like it's just like easier to, it's easier to focus on getting money for food and making direct friends with your fans versus trying to playing bait with the big companies yeah or even like just, finding like collaborators among your fans and like fellow yes, like fellow yes. artists and creators yes. and stuff um, yes. Because, yeah, the, the stuff about, like, just paying attention to your streaming numbers, it's not, you can stare at your, like, monthly listener count and, like, manifest, but it's not going <laughs> to get bigger, and you're not going to get any money, and you're just going to feel yeah. like a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, we're, we're, I'm guilty of that, and I'm, like, I'm the saxophonist right. in the band. I don't do anything, and I'm still, like, yeah. feel like the side effect of that. So, like, yeah. I can only imagine for, like, like, act, like, people that are, like, it's, like, their project even, like, more so. That's not helpful to anybody it's right. just like a arbitrary yeah. way of i guess social like currency. Social, social currency, currency. yeah oh or, or you can like or you can spend money to drive traffic there but why uh. would you spend money but why would you spend money <laughs> to drive traffic somewhere where you're not even going to make money yeah it's just much easier to drive traffic to somewhere that's your that makes you yeah. feel good, and that maybe the community that you're mm -hmm. in wants to buy your sick yeah. T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I promoted like a single Instagram post for like your coffee because I was like really proud of like this interview, um, and I was like, oh, let let's drop like ten bucks to make sure, sure people see it, like see get some extra listeners, see if we can like connect with new people, and we got like four hundred bots that found the post and liked it. And no, wow. there was very little actual gain from it. Like I'm sure there were like yeah. a few people, but like that's yeah. what happens when you you're spending yeah. like ten bucks on Facebook or Instagram or whatever other social media you can like promote, pay to promote yourself on. It's not gonna really. It's kind of like a a false hope. It, it is. Like, it is. It's like you're gonna get new fans if you give us twenty bucks, and then you do it, yeah. and then it's not even really like it's more like a randomness thing than anything else. <laughs> but like you're pretty much just wasting money that you could spend on food for yourselves or something yeah. actually like creating tangible positive things in your community or in your, like your family yes. uh, so that's the most i've talked without asking a question in an interview in a really long time <laughs> I, I, this is awesome uh kind of jumping ahead a little bit but since we're kind of touching on streaming there um Pretty much all of like the stuff that is on the website is not on streaming, but like a I think like a month or so ago, the double single of like Peppermint, um, I have it here somewhere, uh, Turquoise and Peppermint were put on streaming, and those are like two very like much more collaborative songs. Like you had like guest artists or however you want to 
uh, <laughs> label it because labels are meaningless. But w- why why did you change that for those two songs? Why did those two songs end up on streaming versus the other now 18 songs and that'll keep on growing? Like the other songs that are just available through the website or through people, like if you actually watch the live streams. Uh, so the Made With Use, we were like, should we start releasing on streaming? Should we start releasing them on streaming? And we were like, yeah. Well, we were like, we should ask. Yeah, we should ask because it's mm-hmm. all based off of votes. Oh, um, yeah. So we just we just asked, and, and we, we said, which two songs do you want us to release? And then those were the ones that people voted on. And those were the two okay. songs. <laughs> But also, you know, I think the other thing, too, is that we, uh, I don't know, we think that it's a good way for people to, using outside sources, like, as artists, we do have to use Instagram, and we do have to use Facebook, and mm-hmm. we do have to use Spotify, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but You criticize capitalism, have, but you engage with it. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, why do you do that? <laughs> You're going to hell. <laughs> You're a hypocrite. <laughs> You're going to leftist jail now. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to neoliberal torture <laughs> chamber. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that it is a good way to kind of put your little fingers out into the world to have people stumble across it to then... Well, um, the Spotify algorithm is still powerful. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Still, mm-hmm. and, if, and if one person from Spotify ends up in your live stream and then you're talking with them and then they say like fruit cups and then all of a sudden there's a whole song called fruit cups that's the shit that's so that's, cool that's so cool <laughs> and then they're like whoa like, like I <laughs> made that song because they did um, yeah um, and so I think we're just going to keep doing that we're going to keep asking people um, what songs they want released as singles when um, it's just then. easier to access for them. Mm-hmm. That is true. And, I yeah. mean, it's pretty easy to like go through the website and then like download all like yeah. twenty songs or something because that's how I yeah. was listening instead of like having like a Bandcamp tab open or something. Yeah, because um, there's like a free download. But it's, it's still like an extra step. It's an extra yeah, step for people to take. Definitely. definitely. Uh, but that's like the other, that's the like nature of it. It's like, mm-hmm. you gotta think of going to juniperdegos.com is like our house. And then when you put your cursor around and you start clicking on shit, you're inside yeah. of our house. Whereas like everything else outside is an invitation. Yeah. Like you had to, used to go to like the record store to buy music. And it's kind right. of almost like, it's still significantly easier than like finding a way to get to your nearest record store, pandemic or not, um, yeah. just going to the website. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. it's still like kind of hearkening back to like that extra step. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, what other feedback have you gotten from people who are like on the live streams and maybe like their suggestion ended up being kind of like the, th- like one of like the lyrics or kind of like the idea behind the song. Have yeah, you gotten People are always just like, oh shit. Well, I think like when like, when that happens, they just oh. like really connect with the song. They're like, mm-hmm. whoa. Like, and then yeah. they, and then they're like sharing it. And yeah, they're sharing it on their stories and whatever. And we just we show up yeah. on the live stream and people come on in and and then like and sometimes we'll re- release a song. People are like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, like people. The thing is, is that generally we have the same people show up. Like people always come back. 
Like, mm-hmm. people are regular viewers. Like, the people that are probably going to end up listening to this are probably going to be people who have, like, gone deep in the website and are probably giving us money. Well, I think the question was more like, and, what, are, what is the response and, from and people but, but who those make people, the songs? But those people always end up coming back to the live stream. Yeah, they always come back to the live streams because I think they find joy and fulfillment in voting on songs and watching them <laughs> come to life in front of their eyes. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I mean, not, that's I what I think them. it is. I mean, I, I mean, I think that <laughs> if I enjoyed something and kept returning to it, it would... I hope it's not because we're putting like a horrible spell on them. I hope it's not because we're like you, you've hexed all your fans. <laughs> yeah, I hope they don't keep coming back because we've like. <laughs> it's it's Juniper Douglas like, Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> I feel so bad for them. They're just on a live stream oh, alone. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that's not how it is. This question has turned into a horrible one. <laughs> I don't feel good about these answers. I apologize for this segment. It's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, walking it back a little bit. Um, starting in uh, when? When did actually the made the made with you series actually like launch? When did you start making? I think it was June. Was it before that? Oh, we started making made with yous in February. Yeah. How many tracks do we have? Oh, no. oh, I misread my own question. You oh, shifted okay. You shifted from uh, Tuesdays to Sundays in June. Oh, yeah, because yeah. we were going to be actually in Minnesota farming. That's where we're supposed to be right now, but we're not doing it. Um, Fair, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. that's where we were. We, like, got there, and we, like, were, Sunday was going to be our only day off because the mm-hmm. farmers that we were going to work for are spiritual, and so they take Sundays off. So it yeah, was going to be the only time we had to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So we were like, no days off. We got to do the live stream on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. we work in the question to actually reflect what I wanted to ask. Oh, back in February. No, you, you're fine. Uh, back in <laughs> February, uh, you, you actually did start the series on the Tuesdays and then it's been ongoing. Like I think a new song just came out last couple days. Um, or at least recently enough that it was a new one to add to my iTunes yeah. library. Um, yeah. Where did that, did that come with the idea of the website? Like when you were to use your word vomiting out the idea for the website was doing live streams and like bi-monthly, like releasing songs or whatever. Like, was that all kind of a balled together or where did the separate idea yeah, yeah. for the live streams Definitely. come from? Well, Zeke, Zeke was like, we have to start doing live streams. And I was like, I don't want to. And then you were like, too bad. Well, we, tried, was like, <laughs> no, we took a long time because we tried all kinds of different, quote-unquote, reoccurring content because we're trying to find the line, yeah, like, the the line between being an artist in the digital age and like a influencer, influencer yeah. blogger. Like, yeah. Where's yeah. That, where is that line? And it's, it's non-existent, yeah, it's, <laughs> for yeah, so many like, people. Hard. It's really hard to find, and I think we're just like trying our best to like just create and like mm-hmm. keep in that. But yeah, like it came, it came. The yeah. live streams were like kind of in tandem with the website, mm-hmm. just so people like keep wanting to interact with it versus just like content being there. And then yeah, instead of like having like, like link in bio for every new thing, 
is actually creating yeah. something that people can kind of immediately access. Yeah. Um, was the the angle of kind of having that extra level of audience interaction was that kind of baked in to that idea from the start, or was that something that maybe came a little bit later? Like whether it's having people suggest like the ideas so the for voting, the, the like voting. the voting, or even just like the people pr- actively participating in the live stream. And how has that changed since you've been doing it for like seven months? Like how, even if it was like recurring people. So basically the, the idea to go live and make a song with people has been the original idea. And we first started really low key to be like, do we even like doing this? Mm. Yeah. And we just, we went through, what we do is we like pre pick sounds and we are like we just like go through like 30 minutes before and we just go through Ableton noises and we're like we're like you like that okay call that A you like that okay call that B and then we like move on to the next section and then we have people vote you know we either have like multiple choice voting uh, where it's like a poll system where people can vote A or B and we count Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes, like, it won't level out. Like, sometimes we got to be, you know, quirky and, like, oh, three people said that they wanted B, and then, like, last minute a person who said A will come in, and it's like, oh, we're not all in agreement. Like, we got to figure out how to compromise. Um, and so we like, we, like, challenge it ourselves within our own artistic experience. Um, I think it's, like, changed over time by, like, people have keeping more and more involved, you know? Yeah, and uh, so we've started doing more open-ended questions, too. Mm -hmm. So we've done things that are, like, in order to figure out the tempo, I think last week it was like, what age would you wish to be right now, this very second? (laughs) And someone said 33. And then we were like, okay, do you want to make the BPM 33 or 333? Because wouldn't that be fun? And so that's kind of like, we're allowed to interact with these people in real time, so I mean, there's no like. It's kind of a crazy it's, thing. It is crazy yeah. and it's chill, and there's not really that. There's no rules. It's like a weird thing, like except for the timer. The timer is the only rule. But it's but it's it's just like a crazy thing to like be with your people, like quote unquote fans or like audience audience observers in real time making a song. And then, like, it's done, and, and a video, and it's done it within well, an so hour. Well, so that's another way that it's changed, right, is we didn't used to do music videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now we're doing videos. videos. And it didn't used to be on Twitch and YouTube, and now it's on Twitch and YouTube, and we didn't used to have a it's timer or videos playing in between, and now we do, and now we have to make the Douglas TV. It's just, like, ever-evolving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, where, where did the idea for the videos, like, how did that kind of, was that just... Because, like, the environment, the, like, in North Carolina, you mentioned like, there's just like, a, like, a lot of art students and filmmakers nearby that you could work with, or, like, yeah, was so that always really something good. you wanted to do? Like, like okay, if this goes well, we're going to do music videos, and even, like, we're going to do collaborations, because those so, didn't start coming until, like, the last, like, five or six yeah. songs. Zeke was like, we got to do videos now, and I was like, I we no, should, we should try and then you were, like, videos. too bad. I said we should try. Yeah, and and we've been enjoying them a lot. And Robin's here in town. Um, oh, Robin beautiful! Does, yeah, so Robin did all of our music videos for Air to Introspection, mm-hmm. and took a lot of 
photos for us on tour for 3221. Um, and we'll be filming our next album and show because it should be done sometime. <laughs> and we probably won't be able to do it live. So Robin will be filming it, which would be great. Um, and now Robin is actually our like camera person for our Instagram lives. Robin's like a part Robin of the band. Robin like does yeah. our music videos. Yeah, like Robin's like a part of the band right now. We'll, we'll pause the interview, get Robin in here. Wow. <laughs> Robin, where are you, Robin? Robin's oh. in Old Salem. Mm. I think he's filming a video or something. A movie, something like that. How did the collaborations come about? Are those just like local people you've gotten to know or connected with so, through the live streams or like. Cold Crawl is a friend that we connected with not this past summer, that just happened with the summer before. Um, and we have continued we like we're doing a movie or something. in contact. Yeah, we were like doing a movie with Jake Hospitalis at 10, 11, 15 Hotel. And um, Cold Crawl. We just were in touch, and we wanted to collaborate. And I really, I really value Yeats, and I really value his mind and his story and who he is as a person. And it's just a friend that has stayed in contact with us. And then Randy was also a friend who just stayed in contact. He's some guy from Mobile, Alabama. No, he's his neighbors through the wall. He's he's got this touring act that he does. Um, we met him in Mobile, Alabama, and he actually was like living in our house for a little while because he was living out of his truck in Colorado building pools. Oh. Um, <laughs> and then he, and then he came here um, during the pandemic, and he stayed here, and then we left to go to Minnesota, and he was mowing the lawn here, and he got his toes cut off. And he's now missing two toes, so he now no longer lives here because he had to go home because he's an amputee. Neighbors through the wall, check out his song, Look Me in the Eyes When You're Fucking Me. Um, it's really good. It's on Pornhub. It's on Pornhub, um, but this is his bedroom, and now we have... This is the first Pornhub plug. On, on the, we've gotten Snapchats, we've gotten, like... TikToks, no. but we've never gotten recommending someone's Pornhub yeah, music I video. Can't make this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just Neighbors to the Wall Pornhub, and he has a music video. Oh my god! It's Turn safe good. search on, but be, be be careful to anybody looking this up. But <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Um, so on some of the videos, there's uh, just got to segue from that somehow. Um, in some like the music video descriptions, like you have references to the the pop sound of the day, hyper pop, and like that PC music inspired stuff that like everybody, all, all the kids are listening to these days. Um, was like that kind of just really out there, really kind of abrasively bright and experimental, like approach to making like essentially like pop song? Was that something you kind of knew you were? Gonna want to play with in the live streams when you're kind of picking these presets and these sounds before you do a live stream and like and there's also just especially having heard uh, 3221 there's like instrumental like stuff that sounds like house music and I don't remember which song but it sound, one song sounded like an Arca song if you're familiar with like some of her work. Oh yeah. Um, I guess where where do you kind of take all these like these disparate influences that come like where did you kind of ah. Uh, I lost the 
thread of the question. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess uh, where, where do you kind of get the sonic inspiration for these songs? And was like kind of working within the hyper pop wheelhouse something you knew you were getting into when you started? Um, and how has it changed since you've yes, been in this for no. months? Yeah, I think it's just kind of left up to chance, but like, there's a live made with you, we're using Ableton sounds, and Ableton is electronic music. Ableton is like electronic samples, but that being said, well, like, you know, like, if like, you want it, and that's kind of like, more low-key, or like, vibes, more like rock yeah. vibes, but I think it's also just the gear we have, mm -hmm. we have a synthesizer, and we have a push, and we have Ableton, and but it's also just like, what we've been playing with, yeah, and you yeah. wanted to make pop for this next record that we're making right now, and you are mm -hmm. making pop for this next record. Oh, like, no, it, you're not. <laughs> we don't. We don't really know what it is. The that, record that, that sounds tracks. very different. The record sounds very different than than Error or Thirty Two Twenty One. Than both. Than everything that we've. Made. Everything. It sounds very different. It has a very specific sound. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's just, I think they just are sounding like that because that's kind of what we're playing with in the record. Okay, that, that makes sense. <laughs> like also, also, I don't know why it's, it, it just like happens because there's no time to think. Yeah. Like no time, it just... Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting like some philosophical diatribe, like here's why I like hyper pop or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> um, if there was, that'd be of, cool. But... Well, I think also like it's very important like to note, I think, just subconsciously or consciously or whatever, that hyper-pop has been paved by the queer community, and that is important. Yeah. But it's, just, it's also, like, I think we're both really into this idea of, like, future music. Mm -hmm. And, like, pushing, like, I think with Air, things were very, like, I think we were still learning to mm -hmm. make music. We still we were, are learning Yeah, now. totally. But, like, we were more, like, trying to, like, copy influences. Mm -hmm. But now I think we're trying to, instead of copy, it's more, like, push. Just mm -hmm. the idea of sound. And I think that's probably just ending up coming across in the live streams, but yeah. that's what we're like doing in the record, so it's just like crossover. Yeah, the, the the overflow from each one into each other makes sense. Uh, so since you've been working on this record for at least, it sounds like at least a decent amount of time, are these Made With You live streams, in addition to kind of expanding kind of like your multimedia conglomerate, um, <laughs> Um, and also just like engaging with the community. Um, has this just been a way to kind of keep yourselves creative and like kind of keep your edges kind of sharp while you're, and so, cause it's easy to get yeah. bogged down in something that like, you know, is going to be a record or like, is going to maybe be mm -hmm. on a record one day, even if it ends up totally getting lost. Is that kind of something you intended with for yourselves really more than anyone else with the made for you or made with you? streams yeah um it's been really good practice it's been super good practice and that is a great way to say sharpening your edges i think that's beautiful because uh you can like we every time we're like whoa this is just yeah really, every week every week everything better. sounds 
every week we do a live stream, every new song we made. I just made a song. It'll be like a, it'll probably be a fluke sometime. Yeah, but it's gonna, it's gonna crash eventually. But like, it'll start being bad again eventually. But like, we just, we like progressing. We are progressing. So quickly, overall. and it's just because mm -hmm. we're doing it so much. Good job. It's like yeah. practice. Yeah. It's just practice, yeah. but it's practice in the public eye. So you With humility. So you also <laughs> satisfy the algorithm, so your fans don't <laughs> just walk away, and they're just like. Walk into the ether. I mean that that is tempting. The ether is very tempting, but <laughs> I, I'm glad there's something to anchor us here. Um, yes, yeah, so with this here, it sounds like you're kind of trying to create the most true kind of idea of what you want this next record to sound like, and you're maybe discovering things in the live streams that you maybe not, wouldn't have realized if you were just working on the music. Yeah. Alone. Totally tools, yeah, totally. It's a, it's a really good like tool to put pressure on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. To to make a song in thirty minutes, that's a lot of pressure, and then then it's just then it's let go. Then if somebody wants to say put it on streaming, then it's on that profile, and you're like, whatever, whatever. There it is. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, a tool. Yeah. Uh, this is something that I alluded to earlier with like little crumbs and hints about the next script, the next f more, I guess more substantial project. Um, you, you finished the first draft. If, is that correct? Of, of the next show? Yeah. No, because, no. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I'm so sorry. I just, I'm like, I want to cry because. Oh my God. I think I'm actually crying right now. This is so fucked up. I just it's so. <laughs> if you need to I mean, take a second, so, just breathe. You're you're good. It's so beautiful that you are asking that you're using this vocabulary of like next script because I've been trying so hard to make plays and I've been doing it through music and I've been trying to do uh, it and I've been trying to get the vocabulary clear for six years now almost and the fact that you're saying this script is like monumental <laughs> wow so yeah. I'm, like, I'm so emotional I will, like, like so you mentioned it earlier <laughs> where like you kind of like were writing plays and writing scripts and Zeke was kind of working more on the music side and that's kind of like the clearest understanding yeah. of Juniper Douglas I've heard and of course it's coming from you two the people making yeah. it because so. <laughs> like wow. I was always like positively baffled if that makes sense about like the yeah. difference between like listening to the listening to error introspection and like writing about that and listening to it as, as a work of music and then seeing the live show which was just like much more yeah like a play or much more like uh like a performance art type thing that had a lot of heavy musical elements and like was song based but like i think now that kind of clicked for me when you said yeah. that earlier and now it's kind of just yeah. coming full circle so yes, yay, yeah 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 so the first draft is done the first like all it is is a bunch of postcards lined up in order with like explanations of what's happening in those moments mm -hmm. we also did the same kind of thing with the album too mm -hmm. right? we also have the first draft of the album done and it's exactly like in post demo form. postcards of yeah it's a mess okay it doesn't sound coherent really i mean it does it's like a 15-minute session that's pretty all over the place. Yeah. But. yeah. 
But the uh, first draft is done. Mm-hmm. What what can what can you say about the the script and the album without giving away too much? Um, I guess more specific information yeah. um, beyond what people have already gleaned by, I or mean, hopefully gleaned by listening. listening. The album, song. yeah, the <laughs> album is going to be called Less L E S, and the show is a one-person show, um, and it is. Um, about life. I can't, it's, we've always kind of made, like, performance art, and this is a surrealist play, Mm. so, like, being able to kind of explain fully what it's about without giving it away, I haven't quite figured out how to do yet, but some fun effects that we're going to have is we're building a set for the first time. Um, We're going to, like, do it, we're going to film it in this like big warehouse. Yeah, we'll get there maybe at some point. But the show <laughs> is going to be the show the is show. going to be a giant cube of light, essentially. It's an open faced cube that the character less goes through this journey in. And um, we are using a program called Arduino and we're building this huge thing and Basically, it's going to be light paintings that kind of help, like, display atmosphere and also the direct setting that the character is in. Um, But we're also playing with sound and sight as a way to um, extend the experience of the main character less. Um, So a good example is the first act of the show is all taking place in nature, but the way that the light and the sound moves is based off of, like, what the heart rate of the character is at that moment, what the character is feeling, whether the character is warm or cold, and it's supposed to kind of create this atmosphere with sound and movement and emotion and light, this thing that I'm calling sensationalism. Um, And that's what we're playing with for this next show, and that's that's what it is. I think that's... Yeah. Am I missing anything? I don't think so. It's just like a crazy show. It's be, I think it's going to be beautiful. I hope. To I hope, us. I want... Yeah, to like, us. And that's amazing. That's, that's the only goal. The only yeah. goal is to make something that we're, we're happy with and yeah. that other people like it. Mm. That's great. But, but if we're looking at it, we're like... We're like in our minds, we're like, then we made it. We made it, baby. <laughs> Yeah. How, how is the album different from the show and how is it kind of, how is it connected? Cause They're written at the same time. They're very yeah. much connected. I mm-hmm. think we're, I think we're going to try to make them so they're the kind of the same. Because their introspection was a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of followed it, but. No, as- the show, the show was written post the record. The show was written to fit the record, but I must say within my creative process, I think I've come with the, up with a, a realization lately is that I think I have a form. You know what synesthesia is? is yeah. That what it's called? Yeah. We can, yeah, like, you think... can like you can like uh, like what is it like see not see colors like, but like yeah no you like you like you like you become of essence or you see colors based off of certain sounds. So like some like you can like hear... see smells and like stuff like that almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think I have a form of synesthesia okay. where, like, anytime Zeke starts playing music, 
And it's only with Zeke's music or with, like, <laughs> it's very recently that I've been listening to other people's songs. I think this only happened one other time where I was listening to someone else's song and I was like, I have a vision. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think I, like, and that's what happens. I, like, I have a, like, I think I have synesthesia with songs that Zeke makes and maybe it's because, like, I'm in love with you or... I don't know, but I like have visions, and I can't do anything about them, and they just come. And there's, there's, that's it. Sometimes I have visions on my own, but then when I tell you about visions, like you start seeing like lines in the room, and then you start thinking about sound, mm-hmm. and you start wanting to piece sound together. So maybe, maybe we just have telepathy, and but that's like that comes with just being together for so long. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Those are like like identical twins. Yeah, we're not we're not related. We're not related, but like people are together for so long. Yeah, it's like start like thinking the same, doing the same. Yeah, like I'm only I'm only 22, and Zeke and I have been together for six years in March. That's a really large chunk of my life. alive. Um, and alive and conscious, like actually like conscientious of yourself and your actions too. Exactly, exactly. So, and we, you know, we work together, we're best friends, we're also romantic partners, and we're together all the time and working together all the time. So, our path in life and we've been like, has been very similar for the past six years. And I think the more and more we continue down this road, the more and more we're able to be, you know. We've been like studying, like, like bonding, bonding, like music. visual art and oh, sound theater. together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or like yeah, theater or storytelling. How to like meld these two together? Mm. So they've always been created together, always. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Yeah, that that was that's just really profound and even it doesn't matter how long it'll be till people can like listen to this and then either listen to the album or like watch the filmed version of the show or anything. It doesn't matter how long like the gap between that is, but like, I don't think it really matters. I think what you're saying just has enough value just in this moment right now. Yeah. It is. It's like, I think I really hope that we can do it. I, we are doing yeah. Oh, you, do this next show live? Yeah, no. One one day, hopefully, 2021 20, this time, like September 2021, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we'll film it, and if that's how we need to show it, then I trust Robin to make it look great. I think we'll get to perform it. But I think, I mean, live performance will come back eventually. It's not dead forever. Yeah, it's not dead back. forever. We, we, it's easy to forget that. Kind yeah, of lo- is, lost it, in the sauce. Yes, yes, it is very easy to forget that. And it's yeah. really, it's a lot easier to be like, it's gone forever. What do I do? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, but I think it'll come back. It will. And when it does, I, I hope we get to do this show because it's maybe, maybe by the time it comes back, though, we'll, we will have outgrown it though, and that has to be fine. That's true. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a weird case. I think a lot of artists are facing right now especially if they're like working on records like mm-hmm. or like working on a more substantive body of work or are they like gonna just put it out now 
and then just kind of take the L <laughs> as far as not being able to like actually play live shows and engage with fans in a and community in a more direct way or like are people holding on to their records until they actually will be able to like tour and or just play shows like mm-hmm. I, I the biggest bummer is I, I think of the harper's jar record that dropped like three weeks into like quarantine and everybody like lost their shit deservedly so but we're not going to be able to see that for at least like another year probably and right just, it's like oh devon <laughs> yeah um yeah. Yeah, that happened to us we ha- we released a song we released a remix with why not and oh yeah like the why not remixes i forgot about those yeah yeah exactly but they, <laughs> they were like scheduled right there was when scheduled. minneapolis was burning yeah, yeah, which is totally fine. They didn't get seen. Yeah. They're fucking remixes. I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just is like, well, that that kind of went out there. Yeah, it it <laughs> is what it is at this point. Um, what what else does the future hold for Juniper Douglas beyond just the launch of the TV and like the YouTube channel and everything, and just continuing to work yes. on the show record and the the live streams. Just you wait, Wes. I'm going to blow your mind. Ready? <laughs> We're starting an artist residency program. And how that looks is a long road ahead of us. But yeah. we have this really amazing opportunity. We have neighbors right next door, mm-hmm. um, Holland Burson and Dane Nestor. Um, they are artists. And Dane has property in North Carolina and this huge warehouse and Dane is this super cool guy. He's been working on all sorts of projects um, regarding space and like sharing space and social space. Um, He's like part of that Baltimore scene. Yeah, you know like Animal Collective or Dan Deacon. What? Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like he like he like lived in like in community spaces around this scene with these people. Like, even, Um, like, 20 years ago? Yeah, he's 40. Holy shit. Oh, I I thought you meant, like, he was, like, inspired by these people instead of, like, literally worked with them. No, he, like, yeah, they're his friends. (laughs) That's that's kind of, like, how our first interaction was with them. Yeah, and then Holland Holland, um, is a professor at um, UNCSA here, and she does really cool... Like makeup design, mask design, prosthetics, medical stuff, really cool people, really great friends, our closest friends here in North Carolina. Um, but we're currently re- rebuilding our bus. Well, we oh. sold our old bus and we got a new one. So yeah. we're building it out on their property and we're going to move out there in January and they're building their house within this huge warehouse. So a, a small fragment of it is their house that they're going to yeah. live in, and the rest of the space is going to be a place where people can come and work and do their work and where the community can come and, like, wrench tools out from the space. And people – the goal is to be able to have people to stay there, to, like, live there for, like, a couple months mm. to do, like, focused work in the space. Yeah. Um, but, it's like a hundred acres. Yeah, it's like a ton of land, and he has the space, wow. and he's going to share it, and like it's going to be used for all sorts of things. There's fabric tables and sewing machines, so fashion designers can come. Mm-hmm. Um, ceramics can be made there. Um, metal and welding work. We're building our set there, and that's where mm-hmm. we're filming our show, and that's actually yeah. where we're going to mix our records. So we're making like a mixing room 
Like, the sound oh. studio, we talked about that today with Dane, actually, briefly. Um, it's like it's just like it's just like a giant space. Yeah, like an artist there. like commune kind of. Yeah, and the, and the goal is to be able to have people like come and go where they can mm-hmm. like come and do focus work and leave. And I think long term, I'm really interested in figuring out how to pay people to be there. Yeah. So it's like you come here and you live here for a season. Let's say you're there for the spring season. You're there for two months. Let's say we have like 12 places where people can rest their little heads and live. And they live there, and then we pay them a stipend to do their work there. So they're actually getting paid to do the labor hours of their work while also being able to stay in this really special, really beautiful place that is out there. And still be able to, like, afford food and other necessities. Yeah, yeah, and be able to eat while they're there so that they don't feel like, you know, oh, I'm going over to the nest. That's the working title, mm-hmm. the nest, um, what we're going to call this space. We're not sure if that's going to stick yet or not. Um, I just texted Dane about it. He was like, call it a working title. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Um, and it's like it's, people don't have to like work to you know, save up enough money so that over the summer they are like going to this residency program and they have to figure out you know, how to eat, you know, yeah. it's just like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get paid. And the other thing that I think will be super cool is to begin, it'll probably just be within a network of people that we know, be like, come on out, let's come on, whatever. But I think, like, if this succeeds, whatever, long term, it'd be a really good idea to do, like, a, like a blind system or, like, a lottery so that people apply to be a resident there mm-hmm. and... Whoever comes is completely non-biased. It's just like a draw. Yeah. Like if your name, like, it gets picked out of the hat, then you get to come here. Like, you mm. don't. No one is like gatekeeping. It's not no merit-based in like a very yeah. subjective way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I want to get away from that. I think we all want to get away from that <laughs> as much as possible. Um, yeah. Just give, so, give people resources. Yeah. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sums it up for sure. Yeah. 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 So that's that's what that's what else is in the future. I'm yeah. What what else? That's been like the whole like last like eighty minutes of conversation is what else is coming pretty much because yeah. <laughs> there's just so much stuff. We got yeah. TV. We got we got live show. We got, we got, yeah. We got yeah. Whole, well, a whole place. For art to place for you to come and fill all of your artistic dreams and desires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last thing I'm going to ask is for people that have not signed up for the website, what is the easiest way for them to do that and get access to all like this whole galaxy of Juniper Douglas media? Go to to juniperdouglas.com backslash TV. Okay. And then get started. And there's, there's a, you can watch like the recent broadcast and mm-hmm. all, there's all kinds of stuff you can watch. Yeah, it's like a free trial. Try it, like try it out. Yeah. And then and then if you want to sign up, then you can see. Sign the up. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a big button that says "Sign up at the top." So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can't miss it. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, so people can tune into the streams. It's is it bi monthly or monthly on on Sundays? Um, it is every 
three weeks. Now. Every three weeks. Okay. It's like kind of like every month. We do, yeah, because like Roughly. we do one Sunday, we do the actual live stream, and then the next Sunday we release it, and then soon there will be a third Sunday where we release the merchandise okay. for it. Ooh. There's a goal to have like a new shirt for every live stream we do for like every single song. <laughs> like, like just limited though. So it's like there's only a yeah. couple of them, and like if you get them, then you get them, and if you yeah. you don't, then you gotta wait next month mm-hmm. for the new song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, so like once a month you can join the stream. Once a month we release the stream, and you can listen to the song and watch the video on YouTube. Yep. But the best way to stay in touch with us is through our emails, which is why it's good to sign up for juniperdouglas.com because we get your emails and we send you email notifications, reminders, and I also like give you some updates about our life and mm-hmm. what we're doing. Um, and it's a really good, uh, easy way for people to stay updated and engaged with what's going on and it's a way for us to remain intimate with our observers and audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Much easier to send somebody a message than post on then Instagram. Post on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, the Instagram is also at Juniper Douglas, so just yeah. branch out, find all the different places you where can you can also access just this. Type Juniper Douglas in Google and you can find whatever. Hopefully you your actual website comes up before like one of my like my review or something because I think that yeah. happened once and I was like I no, that's that's the exact <laughs> no. opposite. <laughs> um, no, it does. It does. We're good. I think it's the first result now. I think we've driven enough traffic. To Beautiful. That that's yeah. all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. That's that's pretty much all my questions. So thank you so much, Thanks. Zeke. Thank you, Yvonne, for finally three years in the making. Pretty much, you were like one of the first bands I ever wrote about for local oh. stuff, and now you're in North Carolina. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But we're from everywhere. We're from nowhere. We we're, live in a vehicle, so we're you, from the live United in States. States. <laughs> we're not from a state. Loosely, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're an American band. We're an American band. An all-American band. Isn't that Grand yeah. Trunk Railroad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Ear Coffee Podcast is a companion to the blog of the same name. If you like this episode, please leave us a rate and review so we can stand out among the other music podcasts. You can follow us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ear Coffee. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.